Hello, it's Graham Cove back with my music. You lucky people, I'm back for the second time today already, uh, and I've got another one this evening as well. So uh, you're filling your boots with music today, which is great. I am going to be speaking to the wonderful Natalie Shea, who's sitting opposite me. Uh, she's not actually sitting opposite <laughs> me. This is still virtual, Anne. Uh, but we will be talking very shortly. First, we're just going to have this quick video. Natalie, see how many people you can see throwing guitars into the swimming pool. Okay. mad isn't it it's absolutely mad now of course kids don't do that at home your your dad or your mum whoever it is that plays guitar will be absolutely furious with you especially Mm -hmm. if it's a nice one yeah (laughs) (laughs) natalie thanks so much for joining me where where are you coming from today north london north london where are you i'm coming from somerset Oh, cool. Well, I was originally from north of London, or wow. just north of London. Where? So, well, Bedford. Okay. You yeah, know yeah. Bedford, yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'm like Hertfordshire, kind of nearly. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. so I can talk a bit like that. Yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> I still, I don't think I've picked up the Somerset accent at all. Somerset. Somerset. I don't Somerset. think I've picked that up at all. <laughs> but it's lovely down here. Good. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a lovely part of the country. Yeah, I can imagine it's gorgeous. We're talking about guitars. What was was guitar your your first instrument? Did you? It was. Yeah, I've been playing classical guitar since I was five. Wow. I played like the classical. Yeah, with the yeah. nylon strings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it for like sixteen years. <laughs> did you enjoy? Did you enjoy that? Um. I enjoy that I can play the guitar. I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, let's be it, yeah. let's be honest about it. Yeah, like I liked playing, but I I liked being good at stuff, but I I didn't like the process of trying to get good, and I didn't really like the grade system and the like practicing the chords over and over. And but I know you have to do it, and I would encourage anyone to do it. So yeah, yeah. But it was well, it gives it, <laughs> it's when you look back at it now, it's great. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. you go. I actually, I know what those, I know what those scales are. Yeah, like it's been are. great. I'm like without it, I would be much less good. <laughs> so I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I did do it. When did you start expanding out from the classical guitar and going right? Uh-huh. I really want to find um, my own sound, my own way of doing music. I got an acoustic guitar, I think, for my eleventh birthday, along with a Taylor Swift fearless easy guitar book and i taught myself chords to that book because it had like the little diagrams of the oh chords. yeah the like, little I chord diagrams. Chords. but like, obviously i could play guitar it was just learning chords so it wasn't like i had to learn guitar i just had to learn chords um, but i couldn't strum that was a whole new thing so i learned strumming literally to that and then around the same time i was like oh i want to do this so i started writing little songs from like 11 mm. 12 and then i 
um, started doing gigs at 13 and I've just kind of been doing it since. As a technical thing for people that, you know, don't know about guitar playing, when you mentioned the strumming thing, because people assume that's obvious, that's easy. Yeah. Right? It's but not. <laughs> did you, did you, no, it's not. No. When, when you when you first started strumming a guitar, no. like that, did you did you find that you just naturally fell to one particular pattern of strumming? I and, think and most then, people do. They go yeah. to the the Wonderwall pattern first. Yeah, like, don't know. Like that, everybody does that. I know loads of people. Like they're like, oh, I play guitar, and everyone plays the same thing. So, yeah, it, it's difficult to sort of get out of that. And but there is a whole skill in the right hand of like it's it's rhythm in the right hand and like discipline yeah. in the left. Like you really need to understand rhythm to be good with strumming. Like it's 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 a percussion essentially, especially when you're just playing acoustically. Like the whole of the percussion is your right hand. Yeah. How yeah. did you get yourself out of it? Because for me, I I think what I started doing was listening to stuff like stuff that maybe have like a reggae beat or something like that in order to deliberately <laughs> push myself out of <laughs> Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I was just aware of it. I think like, again, like if I hadn't played guitar so long, I don't think I would have, but like, I'd done it a long time. I was aware of it. And I did kind of say to my guitar teacher at the time, I was like, I'm trying to do chords and stuff. And he was like, oh, you got to play something more interesting than that. So we tried to do a little bit of like work on it. So I think I did like maybe three lessons on like acoustic guitar yeah. at that time. So, yeah. how, how long before you started to feel like you got into a rhythm in terms of how you were writing songs? <sighs> I think around 13, like I had a sort of two pe two year period when I was like 11 and 12, where every single night, like this is about like when kids didn't have phones. And this is probably why um, I would come home every night and I would like either write a song or I just play for hours or I would like I had like a little studio set up that I'd got for like free because I was a music student at school or something. So I had some like software that I had or I just like be making a demo or something and I used to do that like every night for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and I think like that sort of two years of just doing that like that got me good enough so that when I was 13 I started playing live and I think kind of since then I know what I'm doing with writing and playing and all that it's interesting you mentioned phones really isn't it because yeah, I mean you, you know you're in a well yeah I was going to ask <laughs> that because you're in the generation that have kind of grown up with a phone glued to your mm. hand etc but I saw an interview with um, Damon Auburn the other day and he was saying that he's always hated phones. Yeah. And that especially when he's around music mm, or he's creating yeah. music, he tries to give his phone to someone else. Are I you a bit that. like that? Um, I think it's really difficult to be at the moment. And I think suddenly since COVID, like the pressure on TikTok is insane. Um. And I'm kind of in this position where it's like, I could just sit here and stand my ground and be like, I think that's really childish. Or I think that's, you shouldn't be on phones because we should just live in the real world. But it's like, okay, the only thing that's going to do is hinder my own progress. So I just have to like do what you have to do. And like, I enjoy it, but I don't like phones. I don't like the internet so much. I, don't, I think it's, I think it's a dangerous thing for mankind. Yeah. I think it's, it's changed the culture and how we consume art. Like, there's no trends anymore there's no subcultures everything is trending always and mm. there's no subcultures because anyone can tap into them so it's just kind of smoothed everything out and made everything very like samey i think it's interesting coming <laughs> from you because you know you're a young artist yeah and I, I get that a lot when i interview artists that are like 
you know, yeah. <laughs> 40, 50 years old that have been there for a while. And they're like, well, do you know what? There's kind of, we, ne we need to try and get back to that. And we yeah. need to try and, you know. But I think it's interesting. I, I was born 98. So I'm like the last generation of people that grew up without a phone. So I didn't get a smartphone until I was like 14, 15. So I like most of my childhood, I didn't have one. And, but I think now it's like most people have them from like 11. So they don't understand what it's like to not have one. Um, I, but... Well, I grew up with one where you put a <laughs> finger in it and did that, you know. Really? You yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And and we used to have like those little index things <laughs> where you had to look up someone's telephone number and then you had to like dial it out. And quite often you had to do it three or four times before you got it right. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because you Amazing. get one number wrong and then you have to start again. It was so infuriating. That is funny. No, I love that. But yeah, no, like, I know. I do appreciate like the benefits of social media i do obviously like there's a huge part of what i do because i understand it and i wanted to and i wanted to be good at it but like i think as a whole for mankind i don't know if it's like wholly the most positive thing i think it could be a little bit less of a thing in every yeah. industry like why is it such a huge part of everything why can't we just like we're all alive <laughs> like we don't well have that's true i suppose on the on the positive side it connects us and we can build it does. and you know like the adverts say you know we can yeah. build community the reach is amazing that's the best bit is the discovery and the reach i think that's that's the most incredible thing about social media but i think there's a lot of bad and i think again like i'm speaking from the position of someone who is the person that gets followed i know people like it's dangerous especially for girls and stuff like and young people and I've been at the end of like the online thing making you feel really rubbish all the time like I get it it's it's it can't be nice like for everyone I suppose no. I wouldn't have wanted it at like 11 or 12 I think it would have I would have seen a lot online and it would have made me feel quite sort of like rubbish about myself I think as you develop as an artist do you feel that you'll want to find space to write in and by that I mean you know perhaps go and find space I, I you know i've read over the years like people like katie tunstall or you know uh, natasha khan from back back for lashes you know who have gone out somewhere to to a foreign country perhaps gone on a bit of a road trip mm. tried to find some space inhabit a different headspace as well to write yeah do you feel like you'll you'll do that Oh, I would love to do that. I really, really would. And like, I'm always thinking about it. I do feel like right now I'm at a point where I literally can't have like a day away because like so much will happen and then I'll come back and it'll be catastrophe. But <laughs> I would love a point in my life where I just, I, I just could do that. I, I really would love to do that in, in every sense, not just necessarily writing, just in general would be nice to just in get just, away. In just living. Yeah. yeah. Just living in the world for once and not always everything online. Always. <laughs> What what pushes you to write? Uh, I think I'm a very emotional person, and um, it's kind of like my release, I guess. It's like my therapy. I write songs about things, and then I don't feel bad about them anymore once I've written a song. <laughs> are you are you genuinely surprised sometimes at people's reaction to your songs? Um, yes and no. Like when I write something, I guess my always hope is like somebody else will relate like for me it's relatability when people ask me in interviews like what do you hope listeners will get out of your songs I'm like, i hope they relate to them because i think that's so powerful if you can represent somebody else's thought process through like three minutes of music and they can just feel heard or not alone for like three minutes because every time i've been through anything it's been like there's been songs that i've listened to and i've been like that really represents how i feel right now and i think that's such an important thing 
So, yeah, I guess I'm always, it always sort of catches me off guard when somebody says something like that, because it's what I was, ho what I hope for, but they mm. don't have to tell me. So it's nice when they do. In terms of what you listened to when you were growing up, what yeah. was that? What was that like? Um, so I've done musical theatre a really long time as well, since I was like three or four. Oh. So I'm big into musicals. So I think that that was a big thing. Um, then Taylor Swift was like my main inspiration for this whole chapter of my life. And then I kind of had my indie band phase when I was like 16. And I was really into loads of indie bands. And now I'm kind of like, I know everybody says this, but I'm into anything, but anything good. Like I'm just into really good music, really like anything that's, really well written I love to be impressed I love to listen to something that I think is mm. like so good I could never even understood how they write it like that sort of thing makes me go wow like I love to be yeah. wowed by talent. Who, who's yeah. wowing you at the moment who's wowing me um there's some like <laughs> sorry to keep mentioning but on the new Taylor Swift album like some of these lyrics are insane like I don't know like I hope that I can write something like that one day. Like amazing. Like the production on like the new 1975. Like, the production's amazing. Like better than anything I could have ever thought of. Like that stuff is just. I think you should always just keep pushing yourself. Like Charlie Puth, the new Charlie Puth album. I know again, like it's like a year old, but incredible. He's a genius. Like he's an actual genius. Like every song is so catchy. Every lyric is so strong. Like amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I they're, love they're... <laughs> I think I think there's some amazing music being produced. Now. I agree. There's loads. There's um, loads. I love the I love the new Taylor Swift album. I think it's a fantastic album. Um, I think you know the song um, "You're on Your Own, Kid." Yeah. I feel like that song's about me. Really? Thought, yeah. Like every line sort of relates to something in my life, or I think the song is about her journey. Well, that, and that's what, well, that's what everyone wants to write. Yeah, isn't it? A yeah. song that feels like that. Exactly. I think it's a song about, I think it's about her like becoming an artist and discovering that like how hard it is and sort of there is a sort of disconnect when you do this kind of thing. There's a bit in there about like her friends from home don't know what to say and I feel like that's sort of been something I've noticed in the last few years is like my friends start their careers um, and I've been doing this for like 10 years now and it's kind of there's always there's a disconnect because it's it's two different worlds, it's two different games, It's it's very it's very different and yeah, like I really like that song. I heard it the first time. I was like, "Wow, this is about me." <laughs> so, if, if, if we can get if we can get Taylor in now, <laughs> right into <laughs> if, I can, if I can bring her in into the yeah, screen, bring her but, in. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're we're, we're trying in a minute. Um, <laughs> but what 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 would you sit down and ask her? I think I would like to talk to her about I think the thing I admire about like I admire her for different reasons throughout her career at the start it was the music mostly and then it was like her performance but now it's like her sort of businesswomanship like mm. and the brand that she's managed to maintain like despite like being so famous like anything could have come out at any point to ruin her she's made no errors she's never said anything that I don't agree with she like she's the voice of reason. She's such a great businesswoman. She holds herself so well. She stands for the right thing. She sets a good example for other artists and young girls. And I think I would just like to ask her, like, how have you managed to faultlessly do this for so long? Like every day you must be switched on and you've never, ever messed it up ever. Like that is amazing. I'd love to ask about like what she thinks, what she's trying to do, like all stuff like that. Really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, lo I'd love to ask her about the whole re-recording yeah, oh, I'd love albums. to know. Yeah, all the drama. Uh, yeah, let's get her on the phone now. Let's find out. Andrew says he loves your lyrics and vocals on Don't Look Down. 
Oh, thanks, Andrew. That's very kind of you. Thank you. You, <laughs> you see, you've touched somebody there. I've touched them with my and lyrics. With your lyrics. And that's yeah. that's the perfect thing to do. Where do, where do you see yourself in, like, five years from now? Um, I hope, I think in the last year, things have taken a big step up, like, bigger Massively, than any, right? any other year. Yeah, like, yeah. it's been going, I've been going a long time. And that can be quite disheartening when you've been doing this a really long time and like things are, they're going up. They've always been going up, but like slowly. <laughs> um, and I guess there's always been points where I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Like, I just want a big step. And I kind of had that about, I think, like the last year to year and a half, I think. I'm finally at a point where I'm like, yeah, this is where I want to be. Like, if this is all I do, then I'll be happy with having got here. Like, I'm at that point now. So I feel I'm being much kinder to myself. So I just hope that it just carries on the way it's going like growing the way it's growing like scaling up my London shows like I really like playing big shows in London I guess because where I'm from and they seem to always sell out so it's fun <laughs> like yeah where else would you love to play where would I love to play so I only went to America for the first time like this month yeah. um to play How was that? yeah it was the best week of my whole life um but I always said I wouldn't go to America until music took me there so yeah. it, took, it took me there. So I did that. So now I can go back and do loads of stuff. I would love to just play shows that I play sort of here, but out there and not part of a festival, just in general. Like, I think it's such a different world. Um, the way they appreciate music is different, but in a, in a good way. I like it. I felt like, yeah, it's, it's different out there, but in a nice way. What, what's, the, what, what's different about the way they appreciate music? I there? feel like here people come in and they're like, go on, impress me then. Right. You have to win them round, whereas out there, people are like they're up for it. They're rooting for you straight away. Yeah, yeah. it's such a different way to entertain an audience. Like normally for me, it's like the first three songs. It's about winning these people over, like really trying to get them to like understand that I know what I'm doing. Whereas there, it was like from the first song, I just felt everyone just wanted me to do well. It was a very different audience vibe, for sure. Do you, do you think part of that though is is <laughs> do you think part of that is literally <laughs> the fact that? the English are just a bit reserved to begin yeah, with. Yeah, and the fact that, like, nobody speaks to anyone ever. No one can ever compliment anyone. Like, out there, everybody talks to you. They come up to you and compliment you. Everybody talks to you. It's so friendly. It's so positive. Whereas here, like, if I was to speak to somebody on the tube and compliment them, they think I was insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. It's it's a crazy thing. Mind you, actually, I have to say that to you. If you if you move down to the southwest, which is what I did, you know, suddenly everybody nice. speaks right. to you, right? Because yeah. it's not like that everywhere in the UK. Right. So there, there's, you know, there's variance in that. Yeah, I but get, I, I know, get that. I know what you're talking about in terms of, and I've talked to um, so many musicians on this programme about it, that thing when you're in front of an audience, the amount of gigs I did over the years where it was <laughs> like, you know, because everyone comes into a gig in the UK and they're kind of like... Mm. You know, they yeah, look like, they look like that at you, right? They do, <laughs> yeah. and and you're just like, I've got convinced, I've got to convince this person, right? I've got to convince <laughs> this person to to get up and do. It. Um, went to see a band called Poroshka a couple okay. of times in the last year, and they had this amazing guy called John Mouse. I have to mention him to you, um, who put himself up as the best support band in the world, and he did mm -hmm. such an amazing job of just getting the crowd up and and you know ready for uh -huh. for the main act I like it, you know that's what you need you need someone like john mouse you know cut, someone that comes on who oh, just yeah. goes right man. yeah like a yeah. like a, someone that just g's up the crowd i get my dad to do it yeah 
Yeah, your, he would is, do your, it. is your dad quite yeah, he into loves that? This. He loves the music that I'm doing. <laughs> he would is do he, it. Is he a bit of a, is he a, bit of a, a show off himself? Is he a bit um, of a performer himself? Not really. I think he always like really wanted to do music, but like didn't really. Um, and he's big into like Bob Dylan and stuff. So he's always been really musical, but not like a musician or a performer. And I guess like with all this kind of stuff, if you don't really get into it young, it's quite hard to get into it. Like it's quite difficult. So I think for me, he was like, he gave me that opportunity young because he was like, I always hoped. He's never pushed me at all, but he's always said like, I always hoped. But then again, he probably wouldn't have pushed me at all if I was not very good. So, so I think it's just lucky that I actually could do it and I wasn't useless. But um, yeah, he's always, I can tell he's always kind of wanted me to do music because he yeah. likes this world and the music. <laughs> so. Now you got asked at one point to get involved with the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes, I did. I was on the jury, the UK jury in 2018. Yeah. Well, what, without, you know saying too much what what do you think of uh, this year's our oh, entry entry i think it's okay i think it's quite good i think we've only started taking it seriously like two years in my opinion like yeah right i reckon yeah. we have <laughs> <laughs> like we took it serious last year and then we basically won and then we took it seriously this year because it's here but i hope that it's not just because it's our little two years of attention i hope that like because it's a great thing i think it's so much fun like i love the eurovision it's absolutely mad isn't it it's nice so nuts but why not like what a great concept it's got such a bad rep in the uk but like why it's just write a song get all the countries to write a song everyone battle it out like it's fun yeah fun no it is well the the, the the thing is we kind of go generations with this because when i was growing up we had bucks fizz yeah and, and bucks fizz was great do you know what I mean? It was really fun. It was a really fun song. It had the dance routine, whip off the skirts. It was amazing, you know. And then it was like we seem to we seem to then fall into like a kind of trance for for ten years or something, where we yeah. just like thought we could just put some mediocre effort mm. into it. I know, I know. I don't get why. You know, and and Pete and we we would moan about other countries going like. Oh yeah, look at look. They've got fire eaters, or you yeah. know, they've got someone that's trans doing it. You know what? What you know? Like, mm. That's cheating. It's like no. Yeah. Why aren't we doing we it? We could do it exactly. We could literally have done it the whole time. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you ever see yourself wanting to be like more of a, an album artist? Because obviously, at this stage in your career, you're doing that. What I would deem to be the right thing, which is you know, release singles, yeah. f- focus on song by song song development yeah as it were but do do you ever see yourself like oh definitely like I've got like thousands of songs and it's literally like thousands probably like maybe only like a couple hundred that I think are good enough to share but like in my life I've probably written thousands like I write like I don't know four a week sometimes I write well that's great because it's a muscle and you've got a you've got yeah you have to oh again yeah definitely especially when like you've got something to write about write as many as you can because like one of them will be exceptional if you write like 10 but yeah like i would love to do an album it, again it's like i want to get to a point where it's best received where people are expecting it and care like for the first album it needs to be at that peak point but also funding is a big thing you need to have lots of money to do an album so that's something i need to get <laughs> do you think people still make those misconceptions that they see you on tv doing this or whatever or they see you you know you've traveled to the state she's done it she's there she's yeah. loaded 
Yeah, I think so. Lots of people, people I went to school with and stuff, I think, like, have made comments, and I'm like, they just don't get it. Like, there's no money in music. There is no, no money. There's literally. Can no you send money. the Can you send the chauffeur around with the the? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not at <laughs> that stage. Oh, honestly, all the time, I've had loads of li- loads of little comments and things, and people have said things. But it's like there's no money in music. Like, you can make money through doing music, but like the traditional, like, you release a song and make money thing, like that's gone. That died when streaming became a thing. You don't make money off of releasing music. The music release or probably it's everything around it. the music right? yeah, yeah it's what you do with the status that you grow like i have an instagram so i do like instagram stuff that that makes money and i play shows and that makes money because people come to the shows and i play gigs because i've done this a long time so people trust me to play these events like this is where i make money but the releasing the music like there's no money in that streaming pays terribly and unless you're making like millions and millions of streams, you're hardly going to see anything. And even that like 400 pounds is split between like six people. Like <laughs> don't it, it, goes the way, it goes all the way down the line. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's like a... people, people look at this and they go, Oh, you're doing a show. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't get paid for it. No, no, <laughs> but like... you know, you've just got to do things. Cause what's the point of just sitting around, not making anything. You've got to make things. Well, it, it works it does yeah. it does bring in a revenue stream but it brings in a revenue stream because this brings attention to what i'm doing exactly. and then through the attention yeah then i have a business i, yeah. I run the social media marketing business right that but you know oh no it makes total sense it's yeah, yeah. that's how that's how life works these oh days. it is and I, i've met a lot of artists recently that kind of like newer artists kind of with a bit of attitude like i talk to right. people got a bit and they don't they don't want to do things that they don't think are like cool enough because they're like, Oh, I'm like better than that. But it's like, you do what you have to do to fund the empire, which is music. It's not like one specific, all the artist project. It's, it's a whole empire and lots of different things feed into that. And you just got to do everything. Like say yes to as much as you can do as much opportunity, take as much things and it will grow. And it does grow. Like, but you just have to, you can't just be like snobby about like, oh, I didn't want to play there because it's like, eh. like just play there, just play there, do it. Absolutely. And you'll <laughs> yeah. get there. That's the thing. Exactly. You will get there because you, you're on the path. You're on the, in the right direction and you're writing <laughs> some you. amazing songs Thank as well. Thank you very much. Thanks. And, and actually, when, when I showed, here's a little story for you. When I showed uh, your video <laughs> to uh, my youngest daughter, <laughs> who's, <laughs> who's nine, the Aww. first question was, she said it's, it's really brilliant right and then the next well and then the next thing she asked was does she know dove cameron <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh. not personally i wish i did yeah i wish i did she's absolutely obsessed with dove cameron really yeah. yeah dove cameron's yeah. really cool though she but it, it's, i said yeah of course she does yeah yeah, I know her very well. Yeah. <laughs> they like hang out together. They just <laughs> do milkshakes. Yeah. You know. Hell yeah! You know, well, you never know. In the you future, that the could future. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's what's the rest of the year look like for you? You've got you've got some gigs coming up. You've got some yeah. support gigs coming up. Um, this month and last month, this like since January, it's been the, the busiest it's ever been, and I'm just riding the high because I know that it's 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 ebbs and flows it's not like I, it comes up and oh, you've got to go with the work with the momentum with the moment yeah you do you just do as much as possible so like i've just come back from texas i've got a support tour next week um and then i've got another couple shows this month and i've got like the next single planned out and i've got some festivals and that's kind of like the rough plan for the year i know what i'm doing but not when <laughs> yeah. yeah do you love festivals 
I love festivals. I only really played oh. festivals last year for the first time. Um, COVID kind of delayed my whole like festival journey um, by like two years because I hadn't done any ever. Um, and I was hoping like 2020-21 would be like my first festival years. But yeah, obviously 2022 will do. That's fine. I used to do some stuff backstage at festivals. One one of the things I love really? about festivals, yeah, one of the things I love is how it just brings people together. That's yeah. the great thing about festivals. I love festivals. I love it too. So good. Yeah. You know, you can like just be bubble. hanging about by the toilets and and like, you know, <laughs> um I think I think one year I was, you know, I was in the toilets and and Kirsty McCall, do you remember Kirsty McCall? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Uh she sang New England. There you yeah, go. yeah, the Billy Bragg song that, yeah, that yeah. was that was famous, and um, she was stood right in front of me in the queue for the toilets, and she just no she went, "This bloody queue!" <laughs> so, so, really? You know, yeah, it's really fantastic. Cool. And then oh. we just got got ch chatting, you know, and it's lovely, and that's what I mean. There was there's that's what I love about festivals is when you kind of like, you know, everybody just mills with each other, and it's mm. you know, there's there's literally no physical barrier between sort of artists and everybody else and i love gigs like that as well i agree yeah you know those those little gigs in record shops or whatever where the the, the band literally have people up to here you know yeah. and everyone everyone goes and has a look at records afterwards they're great <laughs> yeah it's, it's so important i think because like obviously in a huge venue that's the, the the gap between the artists and the fans you need to but i feel like if you really think about it, we're all just people. Some person makes a song and other people like listening to songs. Like, we're yeah. all the same. You're all on the same journey. We all like the same thing. We all like music. So Exactly why that. Exactly <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, now, listen, Natalie, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for I, I hope me. you've enjoyed your time here. I have Thank very you. much enjoyed it. Thank you very much for, for coming in. Um, I, I, I look forward to seeing your journey oh, progress as you, you as you develop as an artist. And... Um, you know, when when you've got more to tell us, come back, share. Um, you know, let us know about that album when it's when it's. I will do. Finally, it might be there. A few years, but you know I'll, how yeah, how you, know. you how you walked into the desert and you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> dis discovered some sh funny shaman tribe that you, that you know were lost forever and discovered yourself. Exactly, you know, that's what all we'll of those to. lovely stories that come out when you talk to to musicians that have lived a life over a long mm. period of time but in the meantime look after yourself um thank you i'll try and get to see you down in bristol that'd be cool because that that would be fantastic Wonderful. um and this has been natalie shea talking to my music so if you haven't listened to natalie yet why the hell not uh <laughs> go and do it now uh and and give us some support because that's really all that any artist could ask for is that you listen to their music and you you know if you do like it tell us tell somebody else right? <laughs> because that's the way that the world goes around. Um, until next time, I'll be back on 7 o'clock tonight. Going to get some food in between, uh, hopefully. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll see you all later. Bye for now. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>